Oh, hey. Hi. What's going on? Nothing. I'm just, you know, hanging out. I'm reading about Delco ghost stories. <laughs> um, I, uh, how, are, how are you doing? How's, how is it going? It's going okay. Just still unpacking stuff. <clears throat> moving so that's annoying but other than that good cool yeah everyone should know actually now uh marine doesn't live in delco anymore yeah well yeah i guess i did still live in delco yeah so now neither of us live in delco we're just from delco exactly except um you know what i actually got in an argument with someone on twitter um mm -hmm. recently uh, because I was saying I think it's annoying when people like who aren't from Philly describe Philadelphia like the entire city is South Philly. They're like, hey, I'm Italian and I like the cheesesteaks and everyone's very poor and like, you know. And they only know it from Rocky. Yeah, well, or... They just think it's South Philly in the 80s, perpetually. In this particular instance, it was, like, some Brooklyn bitch who's, like, moving to Philly. And, like, they're, like, you, you know, talking shit, being like, I'm moving to Philly because it's cheaper to live here, but I'm gonna, like, make fun of it for being like this. But, um... Well, whatever. I think everybody in New York is, like, from Brooklyn, so fuck them. I think everybody in New York is from Ohio, actually. Mm. But, no, I just picture them, like, being from Brooklyn. <laughs> um, but in any like, case... the way that people picture people as... Picture Philadelphians as... So. Yeah, well, actually, everyone... It's really weird. Uh, everyone who is moving to Philly, who can't afford New York anymore, is moving uh, to South Philly. It's really weird. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's, there's some kind of real estate thing that's hooking New Yorkers up to move to Philly or they just come and visit here with their gentrifying friends and, and everyone's in South Philly. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, a lot of young people are moving into Philadelphia because it's becoming gentrified. Well, I mean, honestly, I just ho I hope they all just stay in South Philly and actually I shouldn't correct them when they think all of Philadelphia is South Philly because I don't want them to move to my neighborhood. Yeah, uh, and they need to when stay away from the zoo. They need to stay away from the zoo. And by the way, the zoo right now put a B in front of the zoo to say boo for Halloween. <gasps> oh, that's delightful to me. I actually am not even being sarcastic. I will take a picture for you then and send it to you. Thank you. Obviously, I'm beginning the like, process of becoming an old woman. Oh my goodness, you are so obsessed with being old. That's true. You're really not an old woman. Actually, you know what's funny? I was listening to our last um, podcast when, our last episode when we talked about Delco myths and legends, because we're doing Delco ghost stories um, for this episode, and uh, when we discussed Lansdowne, Lansdowne is very haunted, uh... Uh, suburb of Delaware County and so I had a lot of ghost stories in that episode in this episode it's uh, our Delco myths and legends myths and folklore I think it was called um it's yeah, episode I think it was 
Because there were definitely ghost stories involved. Yeah, it's episode three. It's episode three. Uh, so I went back to, and by the way, if you're into our Delco ghost stories um, from this episode, you should go back to episode three and listen to that. And like, there's a lot more ghost stories in there and other fun, uh, you know, folklore and, and mythology <laughs> on um, lands down in Upper Darby primarily that's where Maureen and I are from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I won't be repeating the ghost stories I told in, in that um, episode. Yeah, I don't have any new ones. Are there new ones? I knew you wouldn't have any new ones. So I was looking up our Upper Darby ghost stories. You know what? There really isn't that many. Yeah, I mean, I really didn't think there would be. Um, before we get into all of that, though, Like, my point with, uh, like, going back to this Twitter bitch, um, when I tweeted this, like, I was just saying, I subtweeted them, because that's, I'm a pussy, like, I never really directly at people that I talk shit on, and, um, and then somebody commented underneath my tweet, I just commented, like, why do people not from Philly think all of Philadelphia is South Philly? Because, you know, there's a lot of neighborhoods in Philadelphia, it is not all South Philly. And uh, someone commented underneath, they said, sounds like something someone from Delco would say. And as if, as if I, because I'm from Delaware County, have absolutely no knowledge of growing up seven miles from City Hall. I have absolutely no knowledge of the city of Philadelphia at all. And cannot have a... what? People that grew up in Philadelphia get mad at us when we say that shit. Or like the Northeast, which is even sillier. Like because Damn. people from the Northeast are like, yeah, I'm from Philly. Like you're from the Northeast. Yeah, also, that's I my... I live closer to the city than you do. I, yeah, that's my point. Actually, people from the Northeast are the ones who are always giving Delco people more shit than I feel like people who are from Philly. Yeah, because we're not from Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... If I'm hanging out with someone from Philadelphia and they ask me where I'm from I tell them I'm from Delco because they're from here they know what I'm talking about but if I'm like from outside the city I just say I'm from Philadelphia and it's like like well it's also like it like weirdly it literally is like Philly like we I mean Upper Darby's right there at 69th street the L drops you off like yeah, in our neighborhood, Street even isn't even in Philadelphia. It's in Upper Darby. Well, yeah, it's just like kind of like really being. I think it's really being a dick if you're gonna give someone from Delco shit. I mean, if you're from like Lansdale or Doylestown or some shit, okay, I might be like, yeah, that's like an hour outside the city. That's not Philadelphia. But like, I'm like, you can you can actually jump to the border of Philadelphia from my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty close. We, we were pretty close, too. But You could be like, I'm in Philadelphia. Delco, I'm in Delco. We were in the Philadelphia area. And also, though, Delco, again, is a neighborhood, and it's a distinct from South Philadelphia. I'm not saying I'm from South Philly, because that's what they said. The person went... Because, well, what I said to them, I said, please, Delco is Philly. I'm not going to get in this conversation with you, right? And then, uh-huh. they, and then they went, well, where's South Philly then? I'm confused. And they have one of those, their personalized emoji 
They have a personalized emoji, and you know those freakish personalized emojis people are using? No. Ew, they're fucking disgusting. Oh, I, they're like, they, I actually, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well. Yeah, no, I, of course, I, yeah, okay. This person I, had I their own. something else. They had their own personalized emoji, and it was giving, it was like doing the, like, thinking kind of pose, you know, like, you know, scratching the chin, like, we're South Philly then. And I said, uh, I replied, South Philly. That's where South Philly is. My whole whole fucking point is that the Philadelphia is a city of neighborhoods, okay? And Delco is a neighborhood of Philadelphia. (laughs) I mean, essentially. When I hashtag Delco, I generally hashtag also Philadelphia. Because people don't know where Delco is from if they're not from the Philadelphia area. Or people don't know where Delco is if they're not from the Philadelphia area. Mm -hmm. Um, It's starting to be a little... I mean, I guess there was, like, that Comedy Central show about Mm -hmm. Delco. The Comedy Central online show. Um, What was that called? Um... Two hosts uh, from Delco. Delco proper. Delco proper. Delco proper. Okay. Our the so title I, of our podcast is better than that show, by the way. So our I title's better. It yeah. has hose in it. Yeah. And it has the number two. Mm, yeah. You have to I mean, the number two is essential. Obviously <laughs> 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 better. <laughs> oh man. Although but, the episode of that I did watch, I did I laughed at it. I thought it was funny and I thought it was pretty representative thought, of yeah. our proud our proud neighborhood. I um, uh, thought it was like funny. if I was from Philadelphia, the city, I think I would want to distance myself from Delco as well. Um well they uh well, whatever. I'm. I just think Delco is a neighborhood of Philly. Of course, like, and not even that. Like, too. It is like we have our a distinct accent. I mean, mm-hmm. to like South Philly, like to West Philly. Even though these neighborhoods are all all like right on top of each other, like there mm-hmm. there is a difference. I'm not saying. Oh yeah. You know that it's like whatever. You know, but, like, my cousins grew up in South Philly, and they have, they have a different accent than me. It's, like, really strange. But yeah. it's, but it's also, like, South Philly is, is right there. It's not, like, we grew up, my, we grew up, like, I think we grew up, like, again, like, seven miles apart or some shit. It's, like, right there. Right, well, and then, I mean, you know, the Northeast, in Northeast Philadelphia is, like, really fucking far. Yeah, the Northeast is really from fucking us, far. From where we grew up, and Center City, it's still really goddamn far. And like I... You have to, like, get on, you have to, like, get on Route 1, you know what I mean? Like, you have to, the pain in the ass. It's out there. Um, and, but it's also very similar to Delaware County as the way the houses are laid out and... Well, you know, yeah, we, we got, like... attitude, even though it's different from our attitude, yeah. they still have their own fucking attitude, and... We have more older architecture in... Uh, definitely in Lansdowne than the Northeast. Oh, but. yeah. I mean, well, Lansdowne I, isn't that one of the older towns. I mean, they they have... Yeah, there's, like, a lot of beautiful Victorian homes and mm-hmm. stuff. But, I mean, my dad grew up in the Northeast. Oh, and my that grandma is... still lived there, uh-huh. like, even until, like, throughout my childhood, she still lived up, lived up there. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely a rich, 
like a pretty rich long history not mm-hmm. i'm not saying that my dad's like so old but like I feel like his parents lived there for a while. Uh I mean, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like, it's not like all of the houses were built in the 70s or something like that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm surprised, you know, I didn't know your dad was from the Northeast. It explains his attitude problem that your dad has. (laughs) He went to Father Judge High School. Oh, he went to Judge. Judge. He was a Judge boy. Um... Well, in any case, let's get into uh, podcast mode. I think we talked enough. We talked enough shit, right? We're from Delaware County, okay? You're you're living in Jersey now, which is just disgusting. Um, I know it's like Central Jersey too. Sorry, I've lived in I Jersey mean, before. It's fine. Y- I mean, I guess I know, but see, then too, you lived in Jersey. You live in in Collingswood. Which is like really not that's like right there too. I mean it's right over yeah, the bridge. Basically East Philadelphia. Yeah. Like that's I wouldn't be like if you're in Collingswood, like be like, Where the fuck is that? Like it's like right there, you take the Paco train will yeah. drop you off right there. It's not whatever. But um good schools. They have great schools. Uh Collingswood? Yeah. A lot of people that are, like, popping out babies in Philly will move over there with the babies. Oh, gotcha. Hmm. Um, Makes sense. Anyway, because uh, the school district's really good. But uh, now I listen to the Delco's Myths and Legends. We'll not repeat, be repeating those ghost stories. So once again, episode three. We are on episode, people love numbers, episode 28. Uh, we have wow. a few things to uh, cover because we did not do this in the last episode. Uh, we like to do, we do recaps. We do an apology section. We apologize for things because we are uh, upstanding white women and that's, and we are, say sorry. Yeah, and usually I cry when I say sorry so that you'll forgive me and feel bad. And then, so yeah. by the end of it, you're saying sorry to me. It's like the white lady version of gaslighting. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been doing it forever. And uh, we also, yeah, we didn't do that. So um, I don't know, actually, though, I'm really getting sick of, like, thinking of the things, things that we say that is offensive to apologize for. Yeah. Uh, so I am getting really tired of, of making that list. And also, uh, That's why we, I don't apologize. I well, don't think about it. I don't think about the things I need to apologize for. Therefore, there is no list, no apologies and no problem. Honestly, at first I just thought it was funny. You know, that's why I did mm-hmm. it. Uh, doing the apology section because it, it's meant to be a, uh, tongue in cheek commentary on, uh, cancel culture and cancel how, culture. how everyone's so politically correct and whatever, but also, also that I'm, I'm really insensitive, um, person. So there's that reason too. Mm. Uh, and I don't mean to be, I insensitive. And also I want to learn, um, from my mistakes, which is actually, that's just bullshit. What I just said. Um, cause, yeah, cause I we mean, both I, know I that's not true. We, we apologize for the same things over and over again. Yeah. Apologies are words, but I mean, if you're going to apologize, you have to like do it once and then change. Otherwise it's bullshit. But w- what I would really like, I would really like people who are listening to us to please write in 
and tell us to apologize for things because first off, it would be fun for you because obviously people really love calling people out for being assholes mm-hmm. on the internet, right? People, yeah, and people love doing that. To do it. So, and you're being invited to do it. Exactly. So, uh, you can message Maureen and I on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is, uh, at Beth Heinley, B-E-T-H-H-E-I-N-L-Y, all lowercase, no space. And Maureen's Twitter is at Mocum, M-O-C-U-M, 99, right? All lower, all lowercase, no space. No, and 99 no. is not spelled out. It's two numbers, nine. Mm-hmm. But Mocum is not numbers, it's letters. Well, duh. Okay. It's not like you're doing, it's not like you can even do leet speak with Mocom. Fuck you too, by the way. Um, I will not apologize unless it's a real thing. So, well, I don't even know. We went to the Springfield Mall. Uh, it was actually, Springfield Mall was a really popular episode, by the way. Really? I, Beth, I haven't even listened to it yet. Oh, you should listen to it. It's great because honestly, my favorite part about it, first off, you and I are not improv comedians. We should just put that out there for everyone listening. <laughs> I mean, if you've gotten episode 28, you're aware that we're not improv comedians and also we're also not comedians. So Not at all. The, and like there is just so us riffing off stores at the Springfield Mall is is kind of it's really stupid. But the it's kind of like the sounds of the mall is really great in the episode. Like you hear all the music and the people, um, all the salespeople trying to sell us stuff. I would say I, I really don't know what to apologize for, except for I think Spencer should apologize for having a sex dungeon in the back of their store. I think they need to apologize for that. I think there's absolutely no apology necessary for that, and I applaud Spencer for their inclusion of BDSM culture in Marie. their store. They had vibrators at the checkout. I applaud Spencer's for their sex-positive, female-oriented display of vibrators at the front desk. My mom was telling me, actually, my niece, who's 12, hangs out hangs out at the Springfield Mall, like, all the time with her friends. It's kind of a been a, it's a new thing with Zoomers. Zoomers like to hang out at the mall. Oh, my God. Because it's like the old school. It's like how we like to do 50s things and we went to 50s. They're like, yeah. oh my god, we're like 80s kids. We're going to smoke cigarettes in the mall for pretend. Yeah. you can't smoke in the mall anymore. So I'm officially, am, I am upset that Spencer's has vibrators at their checkout. Because my 12-year-old niece is going up in there. And it's just not right. Like, um, you realize she's probably already seen, like, anal fucking ranting porn on no! the internet. No! Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. These kids today, Beth. Oh, my God. They're not innocent. They have seen more probably than I've seen. And I've seen a lot. Well, we saw, like, a lot of fashion trends promoting uh, virginity at the mall. That was one thing I, I found really strange. And it it's, wasn't, like, well, a Christian store. These were, like, major brand stores. Like, you know, you know, mm-hmm. cool kid-looking stores. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What was your favorite store at the mall? I think you just uh, heard which one it was, Beth. Spencer's? I also really like the legging store. 
The upstate, damn it, that was my favorite. The twelve ninety nine really? leggings store. Yeah, I that was my really favorite. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, and everything's twelve ninety nine, and it's all like seven ninety nine, and everything was not what that price. Seriously, that was like the sale that yeah, that was like the clearance sale one. I don't know. Okay, well, nothing was really over like fifteen dollars. Yeah, I mean, it was just leggings. Um. Yeah, the leggings store was my favorite too. Um, there's a funny video of Marine being, or me, well, both of us being sold in iron. We met, we ran into an iron salesman at a kiosk and we recorded his pitch. Um, It was so hard for me to be there because I was so embarrassed for him the entire time. Like it, like the whole time, like I was almost shaking with anxiety because (laughs) I felt so fucking bad and I couldn't watch him do this. And he was there. He had his mom there and he had his mom's shirt. Like, I don't know what her deal was. She kept kind of just averting her gaze from us. She, yeah, she was not playing along. Like she was like, uh, not into it. But she was also kind of proud. I think, I don't know. It's hard to tell what's happening really. Well, I just like, you know, I, actually really enjoyed that whole experience like you know for someone I primarily do my shopping on Amazon which is evil I really should not be doing that uh but so going to the mall and being like face to face with salespersons was actually uh to me I was like kind of being retro to being like this is such a cool experience like just you know, interacting with actual people and, and them trying to sell me products, even though it was actually a little desperate, um, and annoying, you know, uh, cause it's yeah. kind of like what they're doing is at this point, like they're like, what is this? It's like late stage capitalism, like, because they are doing a performance. They're, they're yeah. acting in a space and doing the salesman pitch, but like nobody's buying buying an iron from a kiosk at the mall, right? It's like weird. Like if you needed an iron, you would directly like you like you would be like, oh my god, my iron just broke. You would go to your phone and you would order it like before you even got to the mall. Like the iron like, kiosk the man, mall, like, like made sense like maybe twenty years ago, right? Because you weren't just gonna. But now it's it's a parody of itself. See, and that's actually what yeah. I found so touching it was death of a salesman right in front of our eyes we it was an off off broadway production of death of a salesman at the springfield mall i highly recommend that you if you live in the area to go and check out the iron man at the cat at the uh kiosk iron man i like it <laughs> wait what did he say about my iron too because i was like i have an iron and he went your iron is not amazing yeah, it's not, or not awesome, or not amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not amazing. <laughs> Wait, I, well, you quoted him. Anyway, it's in the thing. It's in the video. If you're, if you guys are interested in, in this, you should go check it out. But it's on Marine's uh, Twitter page. Yeah, I haven't even been on Twitter today. Nothing. Um, and then also, it's so funny, when we were in um, Hot Topic, I was like, what, who is this playing? Like, I knew it. But, like, I, I didn't know it, know it to say who it was because it sounded like Bauhaus, but I knew it wasn't Bauhaus. It was typo negative. And yeah. I literally did have, a, and I forgot, I literally did have a typo negative CD when I was in high school. I went to see typo negative on Halloween with, like, <laughs> with 
like Holly. That's and, like, awesome. I feel like it was like E Rock and maybe Joe and Bob or something, but it was like it was like I feel like I was like a freshman in high school or something. Like it was mm-hmm. like weird that I was even out like allowed out that late like maybe I, I honestly I was probably sleeping over at Holly's or something like that yeah I probably just like told on myself for like a sneaking thing that I did like when I was like 14 but at least you know it's not like I did anything bad where did you see I mean, that just where did you concert. see typo negative um at the truck maybe yeah that's a pretty good story but um mine's better I actually saw Bauhaus at the truck and um my friend was a huge peter murphy fan and she painted an oil portrait of him and we waited outside in an alley after they played to give him the oil painting so did you meet him i did meet him yeah and he was pretty awesome and he was really nice and the oil painting was was wet it was a wet oil painting and he fucking took it did not it take a really long time for them to dress Oh, yeah, it takes forever, especially my friend Anna, um, who gave him the portrait, Anna Kippervasser, who gave him the portrait, uh, she used a lot of linseed oil in her oil paintings, so her, her oil paintings take would take, like, probably a decade to draw. <clears throat> um, in any case, uh, my story's better. It wasn't Halloween, though, so I guess you got me there. Yeah, I mean, mine is appropriate. Uh... That, I mean, what else could we recap about the Springfield Mall? That's pretty much it. Um, you know, the food court, the food court, I was disappointed, although I'm, I'm very surprised that Sabaro is still there. That's pretty incredible. I am impressed by that myself. I was very impressed to see it. I feel like it was the only thing that was the same about the mall, except like, well, the Ruby Tuesdays was still there. Ruby Tuesdays. But like, I feel like that Claire's has been in that spot. Yeah, and we did get to see someone get their ear pierced, which was cool. Yeah, not at Claire's, though, at a little kiosk in the middle of the mall. Piercing Pagoda. Piercing Pagoda. Oh, yeah, it was Piercing Pagoda. Um, yeah. Anyway, Springfield Mall episode, listen to it. Oh, I did, we didn't do an apology section last um, uh, episode. We just went right into the Springfield Mall. Uh, but I did mean to apologize in our episodes talking about female friendship. I meant to apologize to non-binary people for not including them in the um, in, in the podcast by labeling our podcast female friendship. And to be honest, I'm not sure uh, what non-binary friendship is like. So I feel like there's probably a spectrum, and it's a little bit uh, could be its own whole episode. Except I mean, I mean I'm not non-binary. I, I was. I was friends with a non-binary person once, but I, mm-hmm. what I have to say is they were, they were a fucking bitch. So. Uh, well, fuck that person then. Um, that's. So now you think not all non-binary people are bitches? Wow, no, I, oh my God. Now you have something to apologize for next episode, you fucking cunt. I didn't, I didn't say that. I said this particular individual non-binary person was a bitch. And then I compared that to being friends with all non-binary people. I didn't say that all non-binary people were bitches. I was explaining what it was like being friends with them based off one experience. Yeah. Anyway. Is that God? Yeah, <laughs> that was God. Did you say Beth? <laughs> no, he laughed. 
he's laughing oh. at my jokes. Oh. <laughs> That's why we've been together. This is yeah, why our relationship lasts. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool that he does that for you. <laughs> Um, you know what? You don't deserve it. Uh, what? <laughs> Fucking what? hell. You've been laughing at my jokes longer than Gus. That's true. So, okay, let's get into ghost stories, um, Delco ghost stories. So, yes, let's do it. Um, I have to get up at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. Ridiculous. Anyway. Oh, to go to work? Yes. Oh, my God. That's All right. the only thing that sucks. I'm really, oh, because how long does it take you? It takes you like an hour to drive to work? Yeah. And you have to yeah, be at work at hour. six? No, I have to get up at five. I mean, I'll leave at like probably a couple minutes before six just to like be sure to be on time. You have to be at work by seven? Yeah. So I have. I had no idea eight. that vets were open that early. Yeah, so I am right now working a four-day week because mm-hmm. my work is being uh, nice because I have to pay for tolls. So my practice manager suggested a four-day work week for me. So, um, But now, yeah, I work seven to six, three days a week, and then I have uh, like a seven-hour day. So it's four days. So I have three long days and a short day. Oh, cool. Uh, you should get... Um the the whatever the pass the yeah I actually yeah I, I have one oh okay the easy pass yeah it actually really um when we were moving we went like the non easy pass or I went the non easy pass way mm-hmm. um it just like much quicker with the easy pass um in the car you know great so I'm glad that we talked about you yeah driving. it's really important the logistics of my commute anyway driving work please. Um, this is what happens when you you become friends with someone who moves to Jersey. You start talking about easy passes and tolls. And easy passes. Uh, and complaining about your commute to work. Um, yeah, being like, I can only talk for like five more minutes. Anyway, I can't wait to see your place. I want to see your place. Well, you know what, though? Um, yeah. I actually wanted to let you know that when we are going to do our New York episode, mm-hmm. I can, I'm actually like halfway to New York. Yeah. I'm right near um, the Bristol train station. Uh-huh. So that'll be convenient for me. Well. Or maybe you could even come see the place. I don't yeah. know how much well, time you have. I usually get the, I oh, usually Hamilton. get Hamilton. It's the Hamilton train station. Well, now everyone knows. We're doing a, a New York uh, episode, a Christmas episode for New York, which. Was it a secret? Well, I, I don't know. It doesn't have I to mean, be a secret. It's not like we're live, Beth. Um, but I usually take Megabus from Philly. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could do the train, but the train is actually really expensive. Oh, really? I just assumed that we were going to take the New Jersey Transit. I mean, we, I mean, if it's easy, if it's easier for you to like do that, to get on the, at the Bristol station and then do the the train, we could do the train. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's something where I could meet you there or something. I don't know. The train is like, that was what you were going to do. Well, it's just hard for me to pay for your ticket because like, I don't know how I would do that. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I I just we'll, we'll talk that about the this way later. That we would go is the New Jersey Transit way. So I, the I the New Jersey today. Transit is a good way for anyone who is actually you know. Hey, I like to get in New York a lot. And I live in Philadelphia. Uh, the New Jersey Transit is good. There's a transfer that's annoying. Um, when I don't, I free, I think it's like when you get to Trenton off the regional rail to get on the. 
New Jersey train shit. And uh, so, and it's not a seamless kind of transfer. Sometimes you have to wait like 20 minutes to a half hour. So there's a transfer. And also it's $10 more. It's $40 round trip. Uh, whereas, actually, I think it's $40 one way. It's been a while since oh, really? I took the train. I think it's $40 one way. Uh, I mean, I haven't been in New York in years. Whereas the mega bus that I take, uh, I just, you know, I live near 30th Street Station, get on it at 30th Street Station, and it's just a two-hour bus drive, and it's it's uh, $15 like to New York, $15 back. So it's $30 a round trip. Which is just really cheap. There's no stops. That's great. Yeah. That's you know, awesome. You're just going straight to New York. It drops you off right in Manhattan. Cool. So. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk we'll, more. We'll, we'll talk about it more later. Or we could talk about it more Maybe now. We'll have to make like a weekend of it. I don't know. Okay. So I, uh, Delco Ghost Stories. I um, wanted to talk about my own personal, I think my house was haunted that I grew up in. So I thought, you know, so the three stories I told three ghost stories in the last, um, episode three, um, those were like pretty big ones. There's a, there's a house on Lansdowne Avenue by Pennock Drive that's haunted and it's a pretty well-documented, um, haunted house. Um, I think that the guy's name is like Alfred... Jerry something lands down ghost um what is his name I have no fucking idea Alfred Jerry was a French symbolist writer who's known for his play Ubi Roy that's not who I'm talking about mm. talking about a ghost uh, where no I should know Here it is. Albert, Albert them. And okay, the about? book is called um, Ghost Stories and Other Tales of Lansdowne. And apparently this is one book that is written a lot about, um, that writes about this house and, you know, has a lot of Lansdowne ghost stories in it. If you're listening and you're interested in reading that, I've been meaning to get this book. I, you know, I really should just get it. But, I mean, I know there were other books. I remember you talking about in high school a lot that, about, like, the hauntings and Lansdowne and stuff. There's also... And I just remember that really old tree and the house by the really old tree. There's actually two I just learned when I was, like, researching for tonight, um, even though we don't research on this podcast. Yeah, we don't research on this. We just like talk about what we know from what we already know, and yeah, and my memories are usually probably mistaken. Yeah, we don't we don't research. So I should say I actually it was literally just three minutes before calling you that I looked this up. Okay, so I mean we're still better than like half of journalism at least. So I'm not worried. So I hope everyone heard that toilet flush right when you said were better than most journalism. And I hope it was picked up too yeah. because that's what we think of it. It's in down the fucking toilet. And it's, it's fake shit. news. And uh, with 
the Lansdowne Ghost. So in the three minutes I was like researching before calling you, I also found out that Hans Holzer, which I don't know if you know this writer. Do you know Hans Holzer? No, I think I just have heard you say the name before. Well, I have one of his books on uh, witchcraft, which I haven't read. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of books I haven't read. And... Uh, which I want to read it, okay? It's right there. Um, and because of his history, like, I'm interested. He writes about ghosts and witchcraft and supernatural, you know, parametaphysical experiences, uh, paranormal uh -huh. metaphysical experiences and stuff like that. So he's a big spiritualist type of um, writer. And uh -huh. he actually stayed in Lansdowne and has said that, um, he considers Lansdowne like one of the most haunted places um, in the um, northeast area of the uh. United States. And uh, there's actually a tale in one of his books that's from Lansdowne. And the book's called Yankee Ghost. And it's about uh. a seance that he had at a house in Lansdowne and the experience of that seance. Um, wow. Yeah. So that book is actually on my wish list now. I mean, I should just get it. It's hardback cover. But then it said, I was going to get it because somebody was like, yeah, there's a Lansdowne ghost story in it. But then it says spine tingling encounters with the phantoms of New York and New England. And I'm kind of like, I don't want to fucking read about New York and New England um, hauntings. I don't care about that. Yeah, so then fuck I'm like, those places. Yeah, I don't know if Especially I really. Especially New York. Fuck New York. Yeah, fuck New York. I don't know if I really want to. Hey, New York. Hey, New York, we're coming. Uh, yeah, I don't want to support that kind of ghost storytelling. I'm here to talk about Delco ghosts. Okay? I don't know why I just said Land that. Lansdowne specifically. Well, no, yeah, we're talking Delco. about... I mean, I've never... What other fucking ghost stories are there? Well, okay. So, my point of getting into that, there's the Pennock House, which is a, a, a very well-known Lansdowne ghost story that you can read about in, in Alfred Them's book and and so on and so forth. You can find out more about it. There was the um, house where there was a suicide where apparently the ghost like haunts um, the basement. And mm -hmm. and what was the other ghost story? I briefly talked about... Can you hear the footsteps about... of that one or something? What's that? You hear like footsteps walking around in the basement yeah. or something like that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the here's the thing with ghost stories. A lot of it is like ghosts are like walking around. That's what they do. They walk around. Um... But I was, they, stuff over. they walk around, they knock stuff over, you know, they can't see too well because they're invisible. And, um, but specifically, so I talked about those like three-ish ghost stories. Also the house that the, um, the old sycamore was attached to, which my friend lived there. Mm -hmm. And apparently when they were moving and they were going to be knocking down the house, there was a lot of, um, supernatural activity paranormal activity going on like chandeliers um like swinging chandeliers and stuff like that uh mm. but also i i do think that those people were pretty flaky who lived there and could have been lying and i mean it happens but uh i am not flaky i i think that i'm first off marine do you believe in ghosts well, um, I don't know that I believe that there's actual, like, souls that are trapped on the earth and, like, live in the house where they died and their clothes that they died in and stuff. Um, but I certainly think that there are 
are things that we cannot see or explain, and I think that sometimes people see them. Hmm. And we don't have another way to talk about it. And we also are very terrified of death, especially, like, in our culture where we, like, hide aging and death. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, instead of, like, living with our, you know, elderly or whatever and caring for them, there's so much within the family, you know, we kind of put them away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess, you know, we're very afraid of death and we want our souls to live on. So I think there's, like, an aspect of when you see something that you can't explain, sort of wanting it to be that. And that's, you know, it's like, that's how we think, I'm not going to start getting into what I think about how the universe works, but Mm -hmm. I think that it's like kind of simple, like oversimplified to just think that you just like live once and then like you're a ghost forever, like in the same house forever. Like that just kind of doesn't make sense to me. Well, you don't think that, and it's not really the person, but it's like it's a ghost it's a shadow of them that like is echo. left behind i mean i think mm-hmm. maybe something like that like time loops or extra dimensions like you know what i mean like like i think dimensions i think you can be alive and be haunting places like i think about how long gus and i lived at our last studio apartment and mm-hmm. i just can't imagine that our presence isn't still there that makes sense you know, because we were, we lived there for like, Gus lived there for like nine years. Kind of like muscle memory. And, and also it's like a small space. I don't know. There was just something about it. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do I believe mean, in hauntings. I will tell you that moving from where I lived above my work in an apartment where pe- people were in and out, in and out, in and out, you know, like the mm-hmm. most someone usually it would be like a student that was living there for like a year or something Mm -hmm. um and there was also a business downstairs and now that I'm in like a residential development Mm -hmm. it the vibe is totally different like I feel different I feel more relaxed like I don't think I truly relaxed the entire time I lived at that place Mm -hmm. anyway I guess like, well, what I'm saying is, yeah, I think people do sort of like no, leave something I, behind. You just wanted to talk about yourself. Of course I want to talk about myself. That's, that's what that whole story was about. Mm. Are you happy? I am happy. Okay, great. Well, I'm doing a podcast. Now, I want to talk about the I ghost. I want to talk about myself. I want to talk about the ghost in my house when I was little. Okay, you talk about yourself now. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I also think, like, probably because I do believe in hauntings, that I am more susceptible to experience things. And mm-hmm. I think that people who are more willing to believe, obviously, will, in, in essence, then experience spooky stuff. Um, more so than a person who's not really open to it. And that's just like, you know, what, we create our own realities. You know, you we could talk about, go on and on and on what's real yeah. and what's not or whatever. Yeah. But so these things have happened to me. Um, and whether they're actual hauntings or not, I don't know. But apparently the house that we, I grew up in um, on Stratford Avenue in Lansdowne was previously occupied by someone who had died in the driveway. They like slipped, mm-hmm. slipped and fell and cracked their head open. So, and we moved in after this person died now. So like, I always feel like if there's some abrupt tragic ending, like there can be like a haunting at a place. 
And really, it's just like a vibe, you know? It's it's a vibe. Everyone's into saying vibe right now. It's a vibe. Um, yeah, I hear you. I've like, um, li- like for instance, like we moved into this house. Our house is probably, our house is like over 100 years old that we live in now. And, but I don't feel like it's haunted. Um, and, right. Because the vibe, it's just not there, you know? Mm-hmm. But I have mm-hmm. been places and my house on Stratford that I grew up in was a place that just felt haunted. Now, so here's like the first, here's a couple things. Um, my earliest memory, I was like four, five years old at this house. Um, I remember my parents had a, a dinner party or a party and it was, you know, everyone was like drinking, having fun. It was a loud party. And, you know, then it was time for me to go to bed, you know, who knows what time I was like, whatever I was four. But I remember just the sounds of the party going to sleep, you know, like laughter and people talking loudly and all uh-huh. that sort of thing. I know what you're talking about, being a little kid and falling asleep to that, yeah. Yeah. And then I woke up in like the middle of the night and it was just, and it was just, the darkness was like, really creeped me out to begin with because I went to sleep to all this noise and I woke up and it was like, um, t- like dead quiet. Uh-huh. And I could have swore someone was walking down the hallway, even though you uh-huh. couldn't. I couldn't see the hallway from my bed, um, but because like it was like my doorway was like at the hallway and my bed was against the wall there, so it wasn't like I could see out the door. Uh-huh. And then a large black shadowy figure came and stood in front of my bed. And the thing is, it's, it's really scared the shit out of me. It, it wasn't like it was featureless. And it reminded me what I thought it was, it was like Frankenstein. Because it was just a square block giant man. And they were like, it was like featureless. And it was terrifying. And I couldn't move. And, um, and then I just put my head under the covers. And then I, and then it went away. So weird. So, I mean, the thing is, I've heard, in any case, it was fucking creepy as shit. But I, and it's like a distinct childhood memory for me that I remember. I've also heard that people who have sleep paralysis can wake up and you can't move um, your body because you were in like just a deep sleep. And your body. If he, he gets it. He gets it. Sleep paralysis. And it's horrible. It terrifies him. Yeah. And the thing is, one of the things that you can get from sleep paralysis is a shadowy, dark man figure hanging over your bed. This is like a... weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like some brain response to like... Like a brain trick. Yeah. Yeah. For not being able to move. You feel like defenseless and for some... And like you see... I don't and know. It creates it's just, like a like a threat. Like your brain is just perceiving a threat, and that's how you see it. Yeah, and um, isn't it crazy how our brains try like make sense of reality? So you like it's like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. You know, does that mean that like our brains are creating these things that we call ghosts, or does it mean that our brains are ignoring these things to make our reality make more sense? I don't know. Anyway. Um, I thought that was interesting. (laughs) I, well, in any case, this, it scared the shit out of me, but I was always creeped out of the house from that moment on. Like to the point 
where like my I didn't sleep in my bed like hardly ever and my parents did not like me sleeping in their in their bed so I used yeah. to like sleep in the hallway outside their bedroom I would sleep like on the floor at the foot of their bed like this was like a chronic thing from like when I was like four to seven I couldn't sleep That's upstairs bad. I was like terrified of this I mean like, it was kind of scary up there for a little kid. The attic was creepy. I mean, attics are creepy. And also, like, anyone who's, like, wondering what my house looks like, it looks like the goddamn Annieville Horror House. Like, it's... It was scary, yeah. It's a scary-looking house. Actually, I'm even, like... I remember my cousin Bernadette would never sleep over. That was, like... She was so creeped out by her house. She Like, when we were little, like, I yeah. slept over at her house all the time. She would never sleep over her house. Um, I've had other friends be, like, they think our house is creepy, like, sleeping over but, um, finally, and, yeah, well, we were friends when we were older, like, you know, but right. I, yeah. I'm talking about little girl, like sleepovers, you know, you, when I was a little kid, your house would have been terrifying. Yeah. And in any case, when, uh, uh, that was like just one thing. And then I was just always like creeped out by my house. And, um, I also was afraid of the basement, like any, um, normal child would be afraid of the basement. And, uh, but it, the one distinct thing that happened when I was older, there really wasn't anything but that, that happened at the house that I can, re oh wait, there was another thing that happened in the middle of the night. And to this day, I freaking, I cannot sleep without my feet being completely tucked in. But uh -huh. it was in, when I moved to, it was when I first moved to the second floor after being in the attic. And then finally I moved to the second floor bedroom uh -huh, uh -huh, and uh -huh. I was so excited, even though my brothers told me you're the first one to get killed if someone breaks into our house. Um, <laughs> but like, I didn't care because the attic really creeped me out. And, yeah. but like, so I think I was like 12, maybe I think I was, uh -huh. it was like, I was like in fifth grade. So maybe I was like 10. Yeah. And, uh, middle of the night, my feet are hanging out, but of the bed, I never really thought anything of that, you know. Um, but I felt a hand, like That's a fucked warm fucking hand, Ew. like touch my foot, like like really touch my foot. Are you sure that was not George or Tom? No, well, no, no one was in the fucking room. I like it, like freaked me the fuck. No, I was in the room by myself. Terrible. There was nothing else in the room. That makes me sick to my stomach. And um, yeah, like something like touched my foot and. The thing is, like, and who knows with that, maybe it's, like, some weird, like, foot thing. Like, having your feet hanging out of the blanket makes you feel vulnerable, and I imagine that to begin with. But, anyway, that happened, and that freaked me the fuck out, and to this day, I, I really, I obsessively tuck my feet under my blankets to this day. To this day, in case, like, I said this 500 times. So, okay, so the third and final ghost story from my house, because I really can't recall anything else but this was like the last thing that happened and again this was in high school later so I was like 10 when the touching my foot thing happened um when I was in high school I was in the goddamn attic bathroom okay attic I, I, the attic is fucking scary we've been through this and um you know I had you know I had the door shut and I was peeing it was like right after school like it was like three o'clock in the afternoon and I heard like a knock that was like on the on the door of the bathroom that was like like that right mm -hmm. but it was like did you hear how I did that it was like it was like lazy yeah. but like three times it was like a lazy three-time knock 
And I was like, I just immediately went like, uh, someone's in here. But I thought it was really weird because first off, no one in my family knocks on the bathroom door. Yeah. No one was home. I didn't hear anyone come up the steps. And could have been the cat. I don't know if a cat could knock on the door like that. It maybe it could have been a cat, but in any case, I uh, you know, you know, was dumping and opened the door because all this stuff was running through my head. I was like very quickly went and opened the door and um no no one was there. So I've never heard, like, I don't know. It was really, it was distinct knocking. Like a hand, like it was, I, I don't think it was a cat. And also, like, um, the cats I had then, like Simpson, he could really give a shit. He's not going to be knocking on the bathroom door. I didn't have cats like that. I, rem- I actually never had, I never had it like what I would call a paranormal experience, but I did once in college. I was by myself in my apartment junior year of college, and no one was there with me. And I was like doing something on the computer. And this is at LaSalle, LaSalle University. At LaSalle, yeah. And it was the same, it was like completely quiet, and I was like mm-hmm. doing something on the computer. And I heard a very distinct, loud ringing of a bell. Like, someone took, like, a small bell to my ear and rang it. (gasps) It was so fucking clear, Beth. And I have never, I have never had an experience of, like, hallucination, hearing Uh things, seeing things. Like, like, I mean, it's something that I actually, like, can't, I don't know. Like, I just never have. Um, And... I I it scared the shit out of me at first, and I was like, seriously, I was like looking around, I was like looking out the window, and like all that stuff, and like I think I just I think that I must have hallucinated it. I don't know. I lived there for two years. We never like had weird stuff happen. There was no like weird vibe in there. I mean, I guess different people were in and out of there all the time, but uh, I mean, yeah, it was, just, was it, it was like weird? I mean, it was so so fucking distinct. Was it was it a ring like your ears ringing? Like that? No, it was... It was like no, a bell? that's why... It's, no, it was like an old-fashioned, like, ding-a-ling-a-ling bell. That's creepy. Yeah, really weird. It was weird. And I, I mean, I saw, I'm like, it must have been somehow, again, like you were explaining, like, yeah. my, my, I must have been tired, and something, you know what I mean? Like, my brain did, like, you know, played weird. But it's like weird, because I mean, I definitely... It was not a time that I had been, like, up for a long amount of time, you know what I mean? Because, like, I definitely did that kind of stuff in college where I wouldn't sleep for, like, two days, but it wasn't a situation like that. Like, it was a normal night. Yeah. Huh. Which made it even scarier to me because I really, I was like, oh, my God, I'm starting to have hallucinations. Yeah. Like, I thought I was going to start, like, going schizophrenic or something. Yeah. Which that... happens around that age, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I was going to Well, what's the history of LaSalle? Like, does LaSalle have a twisted type of... Uh... So it's in the Almy neighborhood of North Philadelphia. Um, it's like right at the very end of the of the uh, of the orange line of the subway, mm-hmm. the Broad Street line. Fern um, Rock. Huh. Fern Rock. That's the last. Yes. Stop. Oh wait, no. I guess then it wasn't all the way to the end. Anyway, uh, okay. So you don't know the history of. 
the college you went to. No, but it's, I mean, not yet, just, no, I mean, I don't think there's anything, like, I think one of the buildings is built on, like, old farmland, like, there's definitely a history to it, I Mm -hmm. mean, that wasn't where the farmland was. Yeah, but that wasn't, like, where the building I lived in was. Well, maybe Um, you were, maybe you were out in the pasture where the cows used to be. It's possible. Maybe it was right, right, and a cowbell. No, it was yeah. definitely not a cowbell. Oh, okay. It's not a cowbell sound. It sounded like the kind of bell, like if you're watching a movie where someone's like calling their servant and they're like ding a ling a ling with like a little bell. That's what it sounded like. That's it could have been. Creepy. Maybe I was in like the servants' quarters or something. I don't know. Um. Okay. No, I think that my brain just hallucinated, or maybe the computer made a sound and my brain turned it into that. I don't know. But, like, at that time, like, you, all there was was, uh-huh. like, the American online AIM bloop. Like, that was the only sound you heard coming from computers. Like, yeah. you know, you could hear other people's computers and you could hear your bloop, bloop all the time. But there was no ding-a-ling-a-ling. Like, there was no sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, um, little baby. Well, so the other uh, ghost story I have, my... Dad's office on Lansdowne Avenue, um, which is right next to the the parking lot area across the street from the movie theater, that's what his his first office was there, and mm-hmm. he he had an office on the second floor, and um, apparently that office space was haunted, and the what but and again the way it was haunted was you would be there. Um, late at night like working or something and you would hear someone swiftly walking down the hallway like someone Ew. was like more coming walking. at you more walking yeah this... i think that would be that would scare the shit out of me if i heard swiftly walking steps at me oh yeah yeah swift that's not like the lazy like i'm walking through oh no it was like to kill myself type of walk like that's no. that's some serious shit that it was swift walking and uh you know the first time it happened like my dad was like what the hell and he like looked out and there was nothing there they also had a cleaning woman um do their plate like you know clean the bathrooms in the office um and vacuum the hallway and she confirmed with him that she thought the place was haunted as well and that she heard the ghost um and it, it was like a walking down the hallway ghost um and that's a very that's an old building there as well. Um, the other Lansdowne ghost story that is a uh, this is a big this is like a well known one. This is like a lot of a lot of people have seen this ghost, um, and it's great because it's a lady in white ghost. Mm-hmm. I love I love the lady in white stories. Um, mm-hmm. Because the lady in white is like also this sort of archetype of ghost, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a little bit of that. But the funny thing about this lady in white is that it's a, and, and also it's like always a woman from a bygone era, like, you know, Victorian era, like ghost, right. you know? Uh, but this lady in white is from the 80s. And it's very tragic, always. You ruined, you ruined my um, punchline. Oh shit! This lady in in white is from the nineteen eighties. Oh, she's seen wearing ha- um, high topped white sneakers and a white t shirt, and she has feathered hair. Her hair is feathered and teased. 
Uh, and she has a scrunchie around her wrist. Okay. So this is the lady in white and, uh, she apparently haunts a road, Providence road and Lansdowne Avenue. And, uh, and she just walks up and down the side of the road and she's been seen in people's headlights as they're driving down the road and they think they're like about to hit her or something. And she come, appears out of nowhere. And then like, when they look again, she's, she's gone. She's uh-huh. vanished. Uh, apparently it was a woman who was struck and killed on her bicycle, uh-huh. um, riding down, uh, Providence road. And now she, she walks, she walks the road kind of like in a daze. Yeah. Um, start like going up and down the road and yeah i i really like that she is wearing 80s clothes like she yeah has, like, that's it that is an interesting twist she has faded jeans and to the archetype of the lady in white yeah um so on to i'm gonna read some stories from uh let's see from this um website called ghosts of america and lansdowne has a a few well this is the one um let's see uh, uh they're talking about my ghost story there Maureen you should tell a ghost story while I'm looking for a good one to read I mean I don't really have any ghost stories I'm not uh I'm, I've never Oh my god, this like one's... Like I said, had a paranormal experience. This one's from Upper Darby, but it just sounds like a crazy person. Um, it says, I live on Lamport Road. I don't know what's going on in this house, but I don't like it here. I see thing I don't understand. Seeing kids, babies dying. What's going on? Please someone tell me why things go wrong. Bad luck all the time. I need help. It's bad in here. Very bad. Yeah, that does kind of sound like a person who's uh, a little tortured. By their own demons, not external ones. Um, let's see. This is in Mount uh, Mount Sharon Cemetery. I went to Mount Sharon Cemetery. This is in Springfield, and was looking for my family gravesite area. I turned around, and a man with a black suit, white shirt, and old-fashioned bow tie put his arm out, pointing to the area. I turned to see where and then turned to thank him and he wasn't there. Ew, weird. Mount Sharon. Yeah, I mean, we spend a lot of time in the cemetery and stuff too. I just never had one of those things happen. Yeah, nothing. I've never had anything happen in a cemetery either. Mount, but we haven't gone to Mount Sharon Cemetery. We should go mm-hmm. check it out. Um, where the hell is Mount Sharon? I mean, I know where, you know, Springfield is. Let's see, where's Mount Sharon Cemetery? Yeah, but like, what if we don't run into that helpful gentleman? What if we run into Well, there's more stories that happen at the cemetery. Oh, really? So it's at Springfield, Bishop, and Balmer Pike. Okay. Okay, okay. I know where this is at. I think I know where it is, too. It's a big one, right? I mean... It's like, a, it's not that big, actually. It's not that big of a cemetery. Um, yeah, we hung out in cemeteries a lot in high school, but really just to do illicit activities. Um, oh, where's it? Here's another one that happened, ready? Mount Sharon Cemetery. 
Mount Sharon Springfield Cemetery. Springfield Road and Baltimore Pike. I'm sorry, you said Springfield yes, Road Springfield Road and Baltimore Pike. Pike. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mount, Mount Sharon Cemetery is the most haunted cemetery I, I've, I've ever visited. I like to go ghost hunting in cemeteries to see what I can find. And at Mount Sharon, I get EVPs every single time. Last week, I got a lady saying, I'm here. I'm here. Over and over. You can always sense a presence when you're here if you're used to visiting haunted places. And you know that these entities feel liked. What? If you're a ghost hunter, I totally recommend the cemetery. Maybe you'll bump into me there. I hope not. Right. I don't want to bump into that lady. Sounds like a ghost to me. Oh, here's Holy Cross Cemetery. This is where H.H. H. Holmes is buried, actually. At Holy Cross Cemetery, many people claim to have seen the ghost of a woman who looks to be in her 30s carrying a small suitcase. My six-year-old daughter says she saw her when we were there once. She says a woman suddenly showed up in front of us, but I couldn't see her. My daughter has said she was dressed in a beige coat and was carrying a red suitcase. I checked into it and it turns out that it is the exact same description of the woman people have seen. Seems my daughter has this ability to see things. I don't have this ability, but I believe that it is real. I'll fuck you and your daughter. <laughs> that's just no. some, that's just some yeah. parent wanting to brag about their kid. <laughs> uh, when, oh, this person's schizophrenic. We can't read that. Um... You know what? I have to pause for a second because I have to go to the potty. Okay. Sorry, that took a minute. I had to wash my hands. Unlike you, you don't wash your hands when you go to the bathroom. I don't care about that. Um. Let's see. What else do we have here? I lived on Greenwood Road two times. I felt something pull on my shirt when I was sitting at my computer. My dad, my stepdad, saw a little girl in front of the TV at three a.m. I felt something grab my arm. I saw shadows in the wall going downstairs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. Where do you know. live, bro? I mean, I mean, great story, but like, what? These people suck. Yeah, Sorry. they they aren't very good at building up. Oh, you the know what? Because I'm still in, I'm still scary. in Sharon Hill. Oh. Uh, should we do a Falcroft one? Do Falcroft. It looks like we had a hellhound here in Falcroft. Oh, shit. There's a growling on Delmore and Taylor Drive. It's no animal. It's a growling like a dog, but it turns into laughter. It's scary. Ew. Actually, someone commented, it's a hellhound. Have you ever seen a hellhound? <laughs> Black dog, jackal? Not and, in real uh, life. Yeah, no. My cat has died, and I've seen him still, but he's dead. I don't know why he had to die, and my brother Nate, his toy went flying. So something has to happen now. What are you going to call ghost hunters? That's like a five-year-old wrote in here. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you know, apparently uh, pets can haunt people. Um, I, I've heard of I've heard of this. Uh and I wanted to say, actually, the other night, I felt a cat jump on my bed. <laughs> and I woke up, and uh, no cat was there. I mean, I thought I saw a cat jump on the bed, no cat. So, and you don't think that's a ghost cat? No, <laughs> I don't. All right, so... I guess, like, this looks kind of... 
This looks like an excerpt. Question. Would what? you even be scared of a ghost cat or dog? No, I'd be scary? like, aww. Yeah, right? Well, when I, I mean, I lived in a vet hospital, above a vet hospital for three years, and there was a freezer of the euthanized pets, like, waiting to be taken cremation. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to, like, think about that when I was in there by myself, like, when I would be, like, having, it was scary in there when you're in there by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I'd always, like, think someone was stalking me, or, like, sometimes I would walk by the, the, the freezer and be, like, creeped out, and then I'd be, like, seriously, they would be so cute if they were haunting this place. It would mm-hmm. be adorable, like, what, like, you would come down at, like, midnight and be, like, ding, 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 and then just all these, like, old puppies and kitties that are, like, young again, ghost puppies and kitties come running up to you. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah, that would be adorable. I mean, I... Would be. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mm. No. Mm. No. Um, Marine, tell a ghost story, so I can look look up another ghost story here. I don't. I, I really don't have any ghost stories. Um, I mean, the best ghost stories that I have are mm-hmm. like friends who would take like me and other friends in a car and be like. Telling oh, a ghost story no, about how you would like episode three. Always, what? Like, that's episode. You talk about this all this stuff in episode. Yeah, three. I mean, I I don't really. I'm I'm just not. I'm not as attuned. I guess I don't know. I don't really have any ghost stories. Pretty mundane. My house was not that new either. Growing up, and like it really was pretty boring as far as uh, scary activity for kids. Well, I do have uh, a. Um, uh, ghost. Actually, this there's a house that I clean in my neighborhood in the art museum area that uh-huh. is definitely haunted. Uh, uh-huh. It it basically uh, like I while I'm cleaning and I'm wearing headphones, mind you. Like I will hear someone walking briskly on the floor. Like I hear footsteps. They have all wooden floors like on the floor below me or maybe in like it's on different floors, but I hear footsteps all the fucking time. And I literally take out my headphones and I'm like, is somebody home? And there's no one there. And it happens like literally every time I clean this place, I fucking hate it. That is creepy. Yeah. And it's like one time I swear it was the wind. Um, well, at least that's what I, I tell myself. But one time a, the, I was on the third floor cleaning and the back door to the, a bedroom, like, totally just slammed shut while I was, oh, like, weird. In, a, in another room. And, um, but I was kind of, like, I was thinking, I was, like, well, there could have been, like, a draft because it's a shotgun hallway that uh-huh. somehow, like, slammed this door shut. But it, in any case, whatever, it, it scared the fucking shit out of me. And especially since okay. I always hear footsteps at this house. Uh, it's been to a point where I was kind of, like, wanted to like say if I like was there with the owners like I wanted to be like you know your house is haunted (laughs) but like I don't want to like freak them out um but I feel like if I said that to them part of me feels like they would be like they would know like right what you're talking about yeah Yeah. maybe just be like oh man it was so weird that door just blew shut by itself when I was here that one time did that ever happen while you were here Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be like I think your house is haunted 
well, or I always feel like, or I could just casually say like, you know, every time I'm here, um, I like hear footsteps in the house and nobody's here. Like, I guess it's like an old house that creaks a lot. Like I could say something like that to see if like, whatever. Um, another thing with uh, our, our friends, uh, you know, uh, Howie and Sam moved to New Jersey as well. All my friends are moving to New Jersey. This is depressing. But, uh, they, I was like at their house and we were all hanging out in like this one room and I heard like this like clanging in the, from the kitchen that was just like, I don't know. It was just like a, it's kind of like hearing a noise where you're like, it sounds like a person did that or like, or you might, maybe they have mice or something but it was like a distinct clanging sound and we all like were talking and I, we all like stopped when we heard it, but nobody said anything about it. It was kind of a weird moment like that, you know? Interesting. And, um, then later that night we were like outside and I was talking to Howie and I, so I asked him about it. I was like, what is, uh, what was that noise all about? And he was like, so he was like, Sam thinks that the place is haunted. <laughs> And, um, I don't know. I haven't talked to them more about it, but I was like, I like knew there was something weird because they're obviously experiencing like noises like that a lot because of the way everyone reacted. Um, yeah, it was like, whatever. Interesting. Well, I mean, I don't really, I don't really have, I'm like searching, you know, trying to, I'm in Sharon Hill, Delco ghost stories. Who cares about Sharon? Well, here I think I wrote on this. Yeah, that's the Holy Cross Cemetery. Um, uh, let's see. We could do. We should do an episode from a from a graveyard. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Um, I like seeing all the different names on the stones. I wish I could find when I first like saw the um woman in white posting because i actually saw I, I read a lot of experiences with this ghost and they were all really great stories um we should go to the mother museum we should do an episode from the mother museum oh no i don't like that place really yeah because it's people awesome. who are assholes work there i've never liked anyone who's worked at the mother museum i mean i don't think i've ever known anyone who's worked there i have there was like one dude who worked there who used to hang out at fucking Fido like all the time and Ew. I found him really annoying okay and I also I hated that. my job but he was also yeah. like I'm quirky I work at the mutter <laughs> like, he was like an annoying client oh, yeah God. so I have that and then there's this other bitch that works there that I don't like although I do no I did meet someone I really like that worked there well, uh, you know, museum, I'm being you an to, asshole. If, you, if the Mother Museum would like to apologize to my friend Beth by giving me free tickets, that would be great. Um, I think it's like, it's not, oh, it's not free. It's not free. So, I don't think it's so expensive. every time I'm trying to think of woman in white, actually, a woman was actually killed in Lansdowne recently. Um, killed how? I, I mean... Well, she tried to dodge a train in uh -huh. her car, and she got hit. Her train got her car got hit by the train, cool. and she died. Um, it's like there's apparently everyone was saying there's like a train crossing, you know, where it goes ding 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 like yeah. that. 
Um, and everyone's been saying that it's actually like comes down and it takes a while before the train gets there. And so a lot of people, it happens a lot. Like a lot of people will just like ride around. around. Yeah. And cross the tracks. And that's what she did, but it was too late. She missed. Yeah. It was not uh, a good time to do it. So everyone should just wait. Um, yeah. Wait, you know, just wait. Um, anyway, yeah, that one, I, that's sad. Hello? What? I'm still here. I'm oh. just trying to find this fucking story. Ugh. Is this here? Oh, well, this was one. I guess this one's fine. It's fine. This was the person I read knows Hans Holzer. Anyway, I've had many paranormal experiences. I've I've lived for years in Lansdowne and believe ghost hunter Hans Holzer, internationally renowned, renowned, who once wrote in early in the early seventies. Lansdowne is one of the most haunted towns he's been in. There was maybe early. This was maybe early two thousands. I was driving after dark on Owen Avenue near Bryn Mawr Avenue, facing Balmer Pike. About 12 feet in front of me was a horrible sight of a white body. It had no head, and I could see no it had, and I could see no hands, and there were no bottom of legs below the knees. The whole thing was slightly transparent. As I slowed down the car out of fright, it went right through my windshield and me. I shrieked. All I know it was made up of a thick fog-like substance and was shaped like a male. After that, I always hated driving by there at night. I don't think I would ever drive by there again if I had that experience. Why would you drive by there? Um, well, I mean, the these roads that people are talking, Owen Avenue, Bryn Mawr Avenue, uh, are, are really creepy roads. I know. I mean, I remember Owen. I don't remember Bryn Mawr Avenue in Lansdowne. Where does Bryn Mawr Avenue go through Lansdowne? Maybe, I think if Bryn Mawr intersects with Owen Avenue, because he's saying it's huh. Bryn Mawr. Avenue near Owen Avenue facing Balmer Pike. Facing Balmer Pike. Oh, I guess like over the other side. Um, anyway. Oh, here we go. I think I found it. Come on. Wasn't it here? Wasn't it this one? Do, 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 No one um, is probably even listening to this podcast at this point in time. Um, well, this is in Wilkesboro. Is Wilkes- Wilkesboro considered um, Delco? I don't even know where that is, really. I've heard of it, but I don't These really are all like Conestoga. That's, you know. There's a place in, in uh, Bryn Mawr called, well, I guess it's in Bryn Mawr called Conestoga Pizza. Well, I'll just tell this Wilkesboro um, ghost story, and we'll just we'll just call it a day. We'll call it a close night. enough. It's close enough. It's close enough. Um, it sounds. It seems like this person wrote somewhat coherently, so this should be good. I came to a stop at an intersection of East, East Northampton Street in Wilkesboro. 
It was roughly around 3 a.m. and my car shook like I hit something. I quickly looked in my driver's side mirror and saw a woman floating. She appeared to be dressed in an old Victorian dress. It was so detailed I could see the layers of the dress. I saw some plaid on the underskirt and the top layer was black or dark blue. I could also see her 100 lace boots. I looked in my rear view mirror and could see the silhouette of her head. I could see that her hair was in a tightly done bun. I got out and yelled hello, but no one was there, even though I felt someone there. I jumped in my car and went home in frantic. I lived down the street from that intersection around 2004 and 2005. This is an old church across from where I saw her and a big old tree outside. I would sit on my porch and look towards the church and I always feel like someone was looking at me. And I swear I would see a woman hanging from that tree. I feel oh. she was hanging there probably for witchcraft. Wow. Um, there's, there's also like ghost pictures at this place, at this, on this website. Um, and most of them are orbs. Uh-huh. Um, God, but you can get like really addicted, like looking at these. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do one more. This is in Sharon, Pennsylvania. Our house was on Grant Street in Sharon, Pennsylvania, and it was built in 1854 by Edward and Laura Wilson. Well, good for you. Hoity hoy hoy, you know who built your house. Like yeah, right? I fucking hate people like that. Anyway, he was he was brought over from England by the oh they they had their whole biography yeah, right? by the Curtis Oil Company, coal company to do their bookkeeping. They raised eight children in the home and one two year old died from tuberculosis. The house was sold to Henry and Margaret, who were my grandparents. Hoity hoo, good for you. <laughs> After my grandfather passed away, my husband and I purchased the home in 1982. Oh, sure. I'm sure you purchased it. Yeah. Fucking thief. Yeah. Inherited wealth. Pieces of shit. One evening, my daughter was sick. I hope she dies. At the time, she was wow. three or four years old, and she was coughing her head off. So I put her in the living room. I came off. <laughs> so I put her in the living room. She was, so I put her in the living room on the couch downstairs. She's not allowed to stay in her bedroom if she's coughing her head off. That's disgusting. No, <laughs> a few days later, <laughs> wow, I guess she left her on the couch downstairs. A, a few days later, she told me she saw, she saw a lady in the window with a halo on her head, and she talked to her. She said her name was Lara. I, along with my sister, saw a dark apparition two separate times. I saw it in the doorway, and she saw it walking at the bottom of her bed. The figure we saw seemed to be the same person. However, the spirit, or spirits, seemed to have left after I did a house cleansing. It scared the daylights out of me, and I wanted it gone. I'm assuming it's gone since it's... More from Sharon. Been years since I've seen it. I've had things happen connected to my mother's death. I had a psychic come to my home so I could communicate with my mother who passed in 2017. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, you're asking for it. You know, if you're going to contact your dead mom, guess what? Your dead mom's going to come and visit while your little girl's coughing her head off. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it like it is, Beth. Should I do, should I do another one? Do you want another ghost story? I have to go to bed. You have to go to bed? 
9.30. Okay. All right. One more story. Just one more. Okay. One more story. I lived in a house on Ohio Street in Sharon for almost a year. In that year, my then six-year-old daughter wouldn't enter her own bedroom day or night. Sounds like me. She kept complaining of an old man she called Scary that kept trying to get her to leave with him. And a little boy Ew. that... I would not let my kids sleep in that room. pedophile ghost. And a little right? boy that wanted her to play outside at nighttime. I shrugged off her claims as a little kid in a new house. Or noises from the other two... Because I don't listen to my children. Or noises from the other two apartments in the house. Until I myself started hearing odd noises and seeing things that just didn't seem right. I still just ignored it until the night I was woke up in the middle of the night to see my daughter perfectly cut off all her hair with scissors that I put in the top of my closet earlier that evening. How did she get them? When you I were probably drunk when you put them up there, you bitch. Why? Why would you put your? Why are you putting the scissors on the top of your closet? Obviously, so your kid can't cut off all her hair while you're asleep. When I asked her why she cut her hair, she said the little boy was bugging her to go outside and play. It was winter time. He said if she didn't either go out or cut her hair, he was going to hurt her family. Wow. This disturbing image finally caught my attention, so I took pictures in her room. The first one you see, the perfect outline of a person. The second one I took in the dark. When you look at the dark picture, you think there's a smudge in the middle of the screen until you look closer. Then you see it's an evil face. I myself believe in the paranormal, as I've worked at the Terra and uh, experienced a few things, with, but with skepticism. And this house is right on the bottom of Ohio Street, the strangest place I've ever lived. Wait, uh, where are the pictures? He said he had right? pictures. Picture didn't happen. I don't see any pictures here. Great last story, Beth. Oh my God! I oh wait, I found. <laughs> I don't know where. All right, I'm doing another one now. <laughs> the ones in like Upper Darby and Darby were like honestly incoherent, crazy shit. I did I did not understand. Like I read that one where the person was like, "You're hey, dead, like, babies." Hallucination. That's why. <laughs> 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 Do you think I'm joking? <laughs> Um, let's, let's look at, uh, mm, no, that one's not good. Once you, uh, are awake for a certain amount of days, you start to hallucinate. I don't remember how many, but. Uh, Well, oh, you know what? I bet here's Narberth. I bet there's some good Narberth ghost stories. Yeah. Narberth was in like the top 10 happiest best towns to live in in the country a couple years ago. So I'm sure they have some really great ghosts. Okay. Here's to the happiest um, little suburb ever. Uh, <laughs> also, Lansdowne is actually a sister suburb to Narberth, so... This is technically sister like, suburb. How the fuck it? What? Yeah, Lansdowne is supposed to be like a copy of Narberth, 
And sure. yeah, like all the streets are the same and that and like really? the architecture is like sort of the same in some of the houses. Yeah, it's meant to be like but it was supposed to be it's like more affordable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so all right. There's a small park called Narbrook Park that is home to a very active ghost. Ooh, we're gonna have to go there. Yeah, definitely. It's the ghost of a farmer named Jim who farmed this land in the 1800s before there was a city here. He was robbed and killed and his body was thrown in the small stream that cuts across the park. His killer was never found. If you want to see this ghost, go to the middle of the park. There is a small walk bridge there that crosses a stream. Go out on the bridge and face north and yell out, I killed you, Farmer Jim! Come and get me! That doesn't seem right. I don't think you should do that. Yeah, that's, that's mean. That's like fucked up. Yeah. Look, Is that it? No. Afterwards, look towards the stream and you will see him appear briefly in front of your eyes. This is not one of those silly stories kids make up. This is very much real. You can research the official records and you will find that there was a farmer by the name here and he was murdered. As for the ghost, well, I have seen him myself, so I know it's real. Okay. Ooh, Marion Station's haunted. <gasps> Marion Station. I was at Marion Station very late one night. It was. That's where I lived. That's, I know. That's where. Yeah. I'm. This is. You know what? I've always thought that station was spooky. Mm. It was quite spooky because somehow I was the only one there. It was raining, so I was standing under the roof in the main area. Then I saw on the other side of the platform an old man wearing a black suit with a black suitcase. What's with the ghost with the suitcases? This is like, this is a thing. He didn't look like he was from our time. His clothing was very old-fashioned. He had an umbrella in his hand. He looked at me with a blank look. It looked almost like he was just looking through me, or I wasn't there, or he didn't see me at all. Then a freight train came and gone. The old man was also gone. The train didn't stop, and there was no car or taxi on the other side. I was really freaked out, but I had to wait for my train. Has anyone seen this old man in a black suit there? Hmm. Yeah, I've never saw him there. Nope. Did, I, did you didn't? No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my god. This is near my neighborhood. I moved to a share house on North 19th near Diamond. The home was built oh. back in 1915, so it was a very old house with few updates. The share house had 13 rooms. It sounds like this person just got out of prison, probably. And he's calling... Or, yeah, his, where we have. And they're calling this a share house to sound sweet. Mm-hmm. But about... I'm being insensitive. By the way, I should apologize for that. We'll have to apologize for that in the next episode. But about six, but about six or seven um, were occupied with other renters. Around May 2015, I was in my room with the door shut. The light in the hallway was on, as it was a common area. But it was about 3 a.m., so the place was quiet. My husband was asleep as well. As I sat, a shadow that I could see under the door caught my attention. It was almost as if someone was coming to knock on my door. The shadow hovered around my door for about 10 seconds. It was almost as if someone was listening with their ear to the door. I watched the shadow and it finally left. 
I lived in the first room downstairs by the front door in a long hallway. The front door was to the left of me about 10 feet away, and the kitchen was to the right of me about 20 feet away. The stairs were right in front of my room door. At the time, my landlord was in town, and we renters were having a dispute with him over being... This is it, over being a slumlord. Yeah, this is a Philadelphia ghost story for you. He was acting a little sketchy, so I thought maybe it was him listening at my door. He had an upstairs room on the third floor for when he would visit from New York. Also to point out, the stairs would creak really loud when someone would use them. As the figure moved in the direction of the front door, I waited for the front door to open or the stairs to creak. However, I heard nothing. I sat puzzled, wondering what was going on. I thought whoever it was, they were acting weird because there was absolutely nothing to do in this space between my room door and the front door. Then it dawned on me that that was absolutely a ghost. <laughs> I sat with my eyes peeled on the hall light that poured in from underneath my room door, hoping that I would finally hear footsteps going up to the stairs, which will confirm that someone was standing there or perhaps eavesdropping. After about 15 minutes, I didn't hear anything. After another few minutes went past, I still didn't hear anything. I considered that maybe it was a mouse, but the gap underneath the door, wow, you went from like a man to thinking it was a mouse at your door, was about an inch and a half wide. So if it was a mouse, I would have seen tiny feet. Plus, they move fast. Yes, these are all very um, pure way, like good ways to dis differentiate a mouse from a human being. Mm -hmm. Little round ears, yeah. The shadow was significantly bigger and moved slow. I finally awakened my husband and told him what I had seen. He said early, earlier he had heard voices in the kitchen area when no one else was in there. I was like, oh, heck no. You know they didn't say heck. By the uh, time... I thought it was like AP double hockey sticks. No. <gasps> By that time, we both agreed that the place is haunted. About two weeks later, I was told by one of our neighbors on the same street that someone was killed on the front porch a few years prior. I would also sit in the kitchen on the sofa, and I could feel, why is there a sofa in the kitchen? And I could, it's on Diamond Street in Philadelphia? Oh, shit. Oh, heck no. Oh, heck no. Did not just say that. Uh, I could feel, this is Meek Mill's neighborhood, and I could feel another energy in there. I certainly felt that I was being watched. One evening, my husband and I went into the basement to change the water pressure. The landlord had only drops coming out of the showers. Wow, this landlord sucks. And mm -hmm. the basement was extremely old. It looked like it had been touched or remodeled since 1915. It was dark, musty, dusty, and crusty down there. Wow, that was like our house that we lived in in Fishtown <laughs> with the flies in the basement. Oh, yeah, the mysterious flies in the basement. That was scary as fuck. Actually, that creeped me out. That was creepy. Yeah. We we had a house in Fishtown that mysteriously got swarmed with flies a certain time of year. Well, I mean, there was obviously some kind of fly nest there or something. But it was the same yeah. time every year. Yeah. And it was so bad. Like, the flies were so bad. We actually used to take rubber bands and shoot them. And I was so good at killing flies that way because there was that many flies. Like I, well, like today, if I, I could kill a fly by shooting a rubber band. Like that's like pretty impressive. Pretty that's good. like some karate kid shit right there. It really is. 
anyway, um, but that it's because there were so many flies mysteriously, and and then they would just go away. Ugh. It was like maybe for like a week or something, and then the flies would just go away. I hated it in that basement. Yeah, it, it was a creepy basement. Um, actually, yeah. Ooh. Anyway, we never really even had to go down there, thankfully. Yeah, back to the Diamond Street house. Yeah, it was dark, musty, dusty, and crusty down there, okay? Sounds like uh, someone's private parts. Anyway, however, there was a presence. Ew. However, there was a presence down there, and I could feel it. Soon after that, we finally moved. That place was terrible. <laughs> These stories are so anticlimactic. <laughs> Like, I felt a hand when I was walking down the hallway once in the four years that I lived in this house. Like, yeah. I mean, I was hoping, I remember reading about the woman in white in Lansdowne and the ghost stories. They were really good. I found them on like a chat room. I found it like really deeply seated in a, in an internet search. And, and it was, uh, there was like three of them, like three people had seen, um, this woman walking down the road. Um, and then I actually reenacted the ghost and like, um, went to the road where the sightings were and I remember, yeah. And took pictures. So I will repost them with this episode so you could see what the woman in white looks like. Well, based off my artistic interpretation, but, um, I teased my hair and everything. Like I made sure nice. I looked like eighties. Um, but yeah, um, you know, what, are, what, what else can we, I mean, we've been talking for an hour and a half now about Delco ghosts. You have to get up at six in the morning, five in the morning. Yeah, I have to get up at five in the morning. There's no getting used to that either. Um, no, it, it, it never does because it's like your my body still is like, uh, we're not really ready to go to bed. We're tired. Yeah. But you're going to be up for another hour laying there because I'm going to go lay down because I feel like I should be asleep at the time. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I mean, when I had a job where I had to be, I had to be there at like six in the morning um, mm-hmm. and I would have to leave my house at like five. Like I worked there for like a year and I literally never got used to it. Ugh, don't tell me that. Well, I was like in my 20s, so maybe it's different when you're older. Yeah, or... that is true. You need less sleep as you get older, supposedly. I'm really looking forward to that because I, I need a lot of sleep still. So. Um... Yeah. All right. Well, sleep tight. All right, bitch. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Don't, <laughs> don't let any warm hands grab you from under the bed while you're sleeping if you let your feet come out. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>